Boundaries are liberating as fuck. When you develop and you maintain healthy boundaries with others, you liberate yourself from the shackles of the expectations that others hold on you, and you are free to be you in your most authentic and truest form. Boundaries are how we honor our needs and how we advocate for ourselves. When we develop healthy boundaries, we foster a sense of self-empowerment through our own internal validation, and we learn the true value of discernment. As we learn to trust in ourselves, understanding our emotions as the vital messengers that they are that lead and guide us and our own inner compass. And while many people may hold this misconception that boundaries limit, that they restrict our connection to others, the truth is that healthy relationships are supported and they are upheld through healthy boundaries. Boundaries do not bind, they do not limit, and they do not restrict. And when used appropriately, boundaries liberate us, they free us, and they give us the freedom to be our most authentic selves while safely and confidently voicing our own needs. You know how I'm always saying that there is power in your voice and that there is medicine in your story. You know how I'm always saying that you are actively rewriting your story through your own interpretations of your experience and through your own narratives, right? Well, that narrative I'm speaking of, that story of your life, it is molded and characterized by the very things that you say yes to and the things that you say no to. And these things that we say yes and no to, they are directly reflecting in the boundaries that we set forth with ourselves and with others. By exploring and reframing some of our pre-existing beliefs, patterns, and tendencies around boundaries and around our own ideas of personal responsibility, boundaries hold the keys to your liberation. And we're going to explore these themes a bit deeper today as we attempt to explore and reframe some of our pre-existing beliefs, some of our pre-existing beliefs, patterns, and tendencies around boundaries and around our own ideas of personal responsibility. Boundaries allow us to freely and confidently speak our truths, and they help us to meet our own needs without compromising our values. Boundaries allow you to prioritize yourself and your own needs first. Like, you know how they say when you're on the airplane that you need to put on your own oxygen mask first before helping whoever's sitting next to you? Boundaries are that very oxygen mask, and they can sustain and support you if you allow them to. It's time to honor our boundaries as we honor ourselves and as we explore our emotional triggers as the vital messengers they are. And yes, you heard that correctly. Our emotional triggers are vital messengers. They point us directly towards what needs our attention and what needs our response. They point us directly towards what needs healing. So today we're going to continue our discussion on boundaries. As we dive in deep to shine a gentle light of awareness upon some of our habits, beliefs, and patterns surrounding boundaries and how we can maintain and assert clear and sustainable boundaries with others. Hey there, friends. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Illuminating the Shadow with Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton, and I will be your host and guide for our journey today. I am so very grateful that you are joining me on whatever platform you find yourself. And as always, I welcome any feedback, so please feel free to leave me a review on Spotify, Apple, Audible, or wherever else you may be listening today. 
And if you don't want to miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow, well then I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button if you feel called to do so. If this kind of material interests you and if you'd like to continue to dive in deeper into this journey of shadow work through self-awareness, through personal growth, and self-reflection, well then I invite you to keep a lookout for my upcoming Patreon campaign and to possibly consider joining me as a patron on there. So that will be launching here shortly and I will do my very best to keep you all updated. On there, I'll be offering live meditations, exclusive bonus material, exercises, and episodes, as well as applicable toolkits and other supplemental materials. So if that's something that interests you, please feel free to keep a lookout for that. I am so very grateful to have this opportunity to share with you today, and I'm super stoked for today's topic because boundaries is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about, and it's such a universal topic. We all deal with it. And I think a lot of us shy away from addressing this topic. Healthy boundaries, they are so vital to our well-being. They are so important for our sense of self and for our mental health, our physical health. And they come into play in nearly all of our interactions, all of our decision-making processes, regardless of whether or not we realize it. So our boundaries and sometimes our lack of healthy boundaries, they reflect back to us in our daily lives and they really color the very narratives and stories that we tell ourselves. And because this work in boundaries is so important and because it can be quite intimidating, a little scary at first, right? So we're going to approach this material in this episode with that in mind. And it's my intention that this episode, that it serves you in some way supporting you in your journey no matter where you find yourself now. It is my hope to meet you there and to offer you some really tangible tools and insights from my own work in boundaries. So we've been talking about boundaries quite a bit in the last couple episodes and we're going to be building further upon that context and further upon some of that foundation that we've been laying down. So it's my hope to really provide you with some solid and tangible tools and techniques for both recognizing when a boundary is violated and recognizing when a boundary is needed, right? And then from there, how to go about really establishing the boundaries that you need, even if this work is new to you, even if you've struggled with asserting your own needs and your own personal boundaries in the past. As we begin to shine a gentle light of awareness onto some of these more uncomfortable parts of ourselves and of our own human experience, we come to better understand ourselves and our needs through these uncomfortable emotions. Well, then we can begin to see some of their origin stories, some of the roots of the wound. And as we begin to hold gentle space for these wounds, well, then we can begin to heal them with our awareness and our acceptance applied as ointment. We can heal these wounds and we can break these cycles and patterns once we see that they no longer serve us. So for our journey today, I want to really encourage you to offer yourself some gentleness, offer yourself some grace as you reflect upon your experiences with boundaries today. And I want to really encourage you to listen to your body and to listen to that inner compass that we've been speaking of and to listen deeply, paying particular attention to the messages of your body and how they present through your emotions through your emotional reactions, and through your emotional triggers. Our emotions, especially our uncomfortable ones, especially those ones that take the form 
of those emotional triggers. They lead us right to the root of the rot, okay? They lead us right to our wounds and they lead us right to what needs healing. And so those uncomfortable emotions, those intense emotional triggers, they often also lead us to where a boundary was violated. They lead us right to the issue that needs our attention and that needs remedy. Buried deep within the discomfort of your emotional triggers lie the very keys to your healing. Buried deep underneath the discomfort of your most painful frustrations, your most painful resentments, lie the very keys to your freedom. Buried deep below the painful exterior of your defensive mechanisms and your most hurtful experiences, below that exterior of your most painful memories, lie the very patterns and wounds that most need your attention and healing. And when that, that discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling of emotional stirring, when it goes off in your body, presenting as an emotional trigger, it's really an internal alarm and it's a call to action. That emotional trigger is leading you right to where a boundary was violated, to where a boundary was challenged, or to an area of your life that at minimum needs your attention and needs some reevaluation, okay? Our unhealed wounds, they arise to the surface of our consciousness as emotional triggers, and they're characterized by this sharp emotional response that's often reminiscent of a past trauma or a repeating pattern or belief. And these triggers, they serve as a prompt. They serve as a prompt and they serve as a deep call to action. And this is a call to acknowledge the wound to examine it and to offer it the care that it needs, the gentleness that that trauma wound requires so that it can heal. So in this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, I hope to really facilitate a safe space for you all here to really explore and re-examine how some of your beliefs on boundaries, how they present as cyclic patterns and tendencies playing out in your relationship dynamics. and also in your internal dialogues. And as we shine a gentle light of awareness upon some of these beliefs, some of these beliefs on boundaries and how we see them or we wish we saw them exhibited in our lives, right? We draw our awareness to what needs healing, to what needs our attention. And as we explore these topics and scenarios today, I want to really encourage you to be gentle with yourself because this kind of work, this work in boundaries, it's really hard, especially at first, especially if it's new to you. But I can assure you that it does get easier over time and it does get easier with practice. And this kind of work, it's really important because through this awareness, through this process of reflection and through this process of understanding ourselves better through our boundaries, through our lack of them, well, this work allows us to develop our own discernment to really develop and foster our own trust in ourselves and in our own processes. And as we learn to value and to trust in ourselves in this way, we're learning to value and to trust in our own internal validation. We're learning how to prioritize that internal validation over the seeking out of external validation from others. And we work to honor ourselves and our needs through the boundaries that we assert with each other. 
we can take our power back and break some of these patterns and cycles and beliefs as we see that they are no longer serving us. It is my hope that this episode, that it resonates with you and that there's something that you can take away from this material or even something that challenges you to reflect upon your own journey, where you are now, the circumstances and events leading you here, and where you want to go from here. So it's my most heartfelt intention that this episode, that it serves you in some way and that there is something healing and constructive that I can offer you of my own experience and my own work and boundaries. So with that being said, let's get into it. For our journey today, all you will need is a curious mind, an open heart, and a willingness to offer yourself some gentle awareness through this process, okay? I should warn you that this shadow work, it's challenging hard work. And this kind of work in self-awareness, personal accountability and boundaries, it's fucking hard, especially if these concepts are completely new to you or especially if they challenge some of your pre-existing beliefs, okay? So you may not yet be ready to entertain all of the information that I'm presenting to you today, and that's okay. For some of you, I will be speaking about things that will be really hard to think about, really hard to digest. And so in those cases, I just wanna say, that's okay. I'm just planting little seeds, little seeds of awareness. And if you're not ready yet to nurture and to tend to these little seeds of awareness, that's perfectly fine. They will rise up and they will grow at a later time when you are ready. So I want to assure you again that no matter where you find yourself, just know you are exactly where you are meant to be and that there's no shame in taking your time, allowing your processes and being where you are, right? So this is now our third episode discussing boundaries, and we're going to continue to build upon some of the context, some of the foundational work that we've been building up to. And you may be asking yourself, like, really, why are we still talking about this? Why am I now three solid content episodes deep into this discussion on boundaries? And besides, boundaries just being one of my all-time favorite topics, right? There are many other reasons for this. And when I was thinking about this, um, a couple of my own personal biases came up for me. And so I think it's important to acknowledge and to address that. So some of my biases that I'm bringing to the table and to this discussion, okay? Boundaries apply to so many aspects of our lives. Some people may argue that they apply to everything, okay? There are countless differing types of boundaries, and they aren't just limited to the examples that I'll be presenting today. The examples and scenarios that I've been talking about up until this point, and that I will continue to be talking about today, well, these are the kind of boundaries that specifically have to do with others. They have to do with how we relate to others. And we see these boundaries or a need for them exhibited in our relationship dynamics with others. We see them reflecting back to us in our relationships and in all of our scenarios, at home, at work, at school. Anytime we share a space with somebody, anytime we aren't alone, we see these boundaries come up. So I ask you to keep that in mind as we explore today's material. There are lots of types of boundaries, um, but the material that we're gonna be building on for the purpose of this episode 
are the ones that we maintain and uphold with others. And that's because they rely on our sense of internal validation. And we've been speaking about this, right? And so these boundaries with others, they rely on our sense of internal validation. And they require us to acknowledge our own needs. And if we are comfortable, well, then we can voice those needs. We can voice those needs with confidence as we aim to set some sustainable boundaries in our lives and in our interactions with others. Okay, so another bias that I am bringing in, I have had a lot of therapy over my life. Um, I have a passion for therapy. I have a passion for mental health. And I have a passion for dissolving the stigma surrounding mental health, okay? So that is a really big bias that I'm bringing to the table, okay? Another bias that I'm bringing to the table, um, so I've seen this everywhere, like literally everywhere, okay? Our earliest childhood memories, both pleasant and unpleasant, and our childhood wounds alike, right? They are all characterized and they're colored by our earliest experiences with boundaries. And these early childhood experiences, sometimes these traumatic events with boundaries, well, they aid us in forming our most early narratives. They aid us in forming our earliest and most long-held beliefs about ourselves and our place in the world. Okay, And these early experiences, they are so deep-rooted. They can be found in our belief systems. They can be found in our self-talk. They are found in our repeating patterns, in our habits and tendencies. Now, right now, impacting us as adults. Okay, Our earliest memories of our boundaries being violated, they impact us so deeply as adults even if we don't remember them clearly, even if they're super repressed, deep within our subconscious, irregardless, these most early violations of our body autonomy and of our boundaries, they impact us deeply, whether we are aware of it or not, okay? And they have a detrimental effect upon us in our adulthoods as a result. So I cannot tell you how many people, men and women alike, in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, in their teens, right, that I see struggle with this. Nearly everybody, I think, struggles with this, myself included. And especially when you grow up in a household in which you're constantly asked to compromise or to undermine your physical body. You're constantly asked or expected to compromise your needs and your boundaries. Your body autonomy and these boundaries, when they are repeatedly violated, well, that has some long-lasting implications. And when you grow up in a household in which it's not safe to express yourself or your emotions or your boundaries like I did, okay? When this behavior and these violations, when they are repeated over and over again, they are reinforced over and over again and they slowly become more acceptable and they can become cyclic they can become habitual you can literally slowly lose your own sense of self along the way you lose that trust in yourself and you lose that connection to your own inner compass and let me tell you it takes time it takes effort 
And it takes lots of fucking hard work to get that back, to build that trust in your own inner knowing again, and to build that confidence in your voice to speak up and to voice your own needs, as uncomfortable as they may be. Okay? Another bias I'd like to mention, um, for those that don't know me personally, um, I'm a single mom to the sweetest girl in the world, and she has some significant health challenges. She has some pretty significant special needs. And technically, she's nonverbal, okay? So she doesn't speak using words. Um, she communicates, but not by using words, okay? So it is my job as her mom and as her advocate to speak up and to speak up very clearly for both of us, okay? So in parenting her, I kind of have this unique perspective, unique lens, and a passion for both advocating for boundaries and for listening deeply, okay? Listening beyond words. Does that make sense? These are the pre-existing biases that I am absolutely bringing to this discussion. I am aware of them, and since I'm aware of them, I thought... I would share them with you. So getting into it, boundaries. There are many, many different types of boundaries, okay? And so we're going to dive into the ones that might need some clarification, okay? So body autonomy boundaries. I'm addressing these ones separately from physical boundaries, although they fall under that umbrella still just because I think there's a need for it, okay? Body autonomy boundaries. These are the boundaries that we most often see violated, usually beginning early on in our childhoods, okay? And we see this boundary violated so often within our society, many people aren't even aware that when they do these or they partake in these behaviors that they're even violating somebody's personal boundary. These body autonomy boundaries they can be violated when you hug somebody, okay, and you didn't want to. You feel obligated. Or you wanted to hug somebody, and then when you were done, you started to pull away. They hug you tighter, right? They don't give you the option to pull away, okay? That's a violation of your body autonomy. Um, another example of this can be, hey, uncle so-and-so really missed you. Go give him a hug, and they kid visibly doesn't want to, right? Any kind of physical touch that you didn't get permission for. Any kind of physical touch that you didn't get permission for. So I think a really good example of this is pregnant women, okay? If you are a woman and you have ever found yourself pregnant, odds are some random stranger at the grocery store, at the gas station, wherever has thought that it was socially acceptable to reach out and to rub your belly without asking, without permission, right? And sometimes it seems like they're just so excited, like they just can't help themselves, right? But here's the thing. You can't help yourself, okay? You need to exercise emotional boundaries and control your impulse reactions, right? You can't help yourself. You never touch anybody physically without consent. Any kind of physical touch without consent, regardless of how kind-hearted, how gentle or loving your intentions are, 
any kind of physical touch without consent, it's not fucking cool. And it's a violation of somebody's boundaries. All right? It is a violation of their bubble and their body autonomy. I have no idea why random strangers at the grocery store think that it's socially acceptable to reach out and to touch a pregnant woman's body without asking for her permission first. All right? Any kind of physical touch without consent, not fucking cool. Let's clear that up now, okay? It's a violation of physical boundaries. It's a violation of their body autonomy. And without consent, it's disrespectful as fuck. No matter how sweet your intentions were, no matter how excited you were, okay? It's not okay. And we need to have this discussion. A pregnant woman is sacred, okay? A pregnant woman is the divine feminine at its most fruitful form, bearing life, sustaining and protecting life. And I get it. It is a beautiful thing. But please ask before reaching out and touching a pregnant woman's body or anybody's body for that matter, okay? So building upon that, physical boundaries, right? Body autonomy boundaries fall into this bubble, but I really kind of wanted to do that little rant thing, so yes, I got that in. All right. Physical boundaries, they include your physical body, okay? They include those body autonomy boundaries, but they also include your physical surroundings and your things within those physical surroundings, right? So anything within your car, your home, your workplace, your purse, all right? Your physical boundaries are challenged or violated anytime somebody touches you or anything of yours without asking first, without asking for permission, okay? So I'm going to give you a fun example of this. I had this friend for a while, and she really struggled with this. I mean, she really struggled to respect me, and she really struggled to respect physical boundaries, all right? And actually, we both struggled because at the time, I really struggled to vocalize my own personal boundaries, okay, and my own physical boundaries. I struggled to ask for what I needed at that time, okay? So this friend... I would find her randomly touching my spiritual tools without permission, right? She would touch my crystals. She would go for my pendulum without asking. I even found her on more than one occasion helping herself to my tarot cards, right? And helping herself to a little reading by herself without saying anything to me, without even acknowledging me as she entered my house okay so I really struggled to ask for the respect that I deserved and as a result I failed to receive it and through her repeated disrespect through her blatant disregard of my own physical boundaries through her blatant disregard of my things in my house and of my space I began to recognize my resentment And I began to understand that this was a pattern that was repeating, okay? This was a pattern that was repeating over and over and over again, and I was becoming increasingly more resentful. And I understand now that despite her best efforts, she didn't respect me. She didn't respect me. She didn't respect my personal space. And she really didn't respect any unspoken physical boundaries. So 
needless to say anymore, we're not friends, really, and that's okay, all right? So I learned a lot from this relationship dynamic. And as I came to better understand myself, as I came to better understand my own needs and my own personal boundaries, and as I began to value the importance of vocalizing those needs and asserting some solid boundaries, right? So your physical boundaries are challenged or violated anytime anyone touches you or anything of yours in your space without asking for your permission first, all right? And then there are emotional boundaries, all right? So this is being accountable for your own feelings. This is being accountable for your own emotional responses and emotional triggers. And it's allowing yourself to safely experience them. Emotional boundaries have to do with taking responsibility for your feelings, taking responsibility for your emotion-fueled reactions, and understanding that it's your responsibility, okay? You are responsible for your own inner workings and emotions, and it's your responsibility to own them. It's your responsibility to remain in control of your emotions and your emotional responses, all right? your feelings and your emotional triggers alike, they're your responsibility to address and to manage. It isn't anyone else's job to tiptoe around your feelings, okay? We need to be accountable and we all need to be accountable. So I'm not gonna go too much more in depth here on this because I addressed this concept super thoroughly in the last episode. So if you need to reference that, episode 14, I encourage you to do so many other kinds of boundaries. There are boundaries with work-life balance, all right? There are time management boundaries. There are boundaries that we maintain with ourselves. And furthermore, we could subcategorize these boundaries further, right? We can determine, are they firm boundaries? Are we solid in them? Are we unwavering to compromise on these boundaries? Are they firm, you know? Or maybe perhaps they vary circumstantially. They might fluctuate from individual to individual, right? And they might be kind of fuzzy. They might be kind of hard to define, hard to consider, right? So all kinds of boundaries. And sometimes the boundaries that we maintain with others, sometimes they don't need to be spoken aloud to be understood and to be respected. And so these are what I like to call assumed boundaries. They are unspoken, they are implied, and they are still upheld, okay? These boundaries, they're reflected through action. They're reflected through habits. They're reflected through repeated patterns. And sometimes these are solid enough on their own. There isn't a need to speak your boundaries, all right? If they're clearly understood silently, that's fine, right? But when our assumed boundaries no longer support us, when they no longer support our needs, then comes the need for spoken or clearly communicated boundaries. You know, something like, please don't call me after 10 p.m. Spoken, clear, concise boundary. I need space. Also, right? Please don't touch my purse, (laughs) right? You could say, I'm not comfortable working beyond the time we agreed upon, right? Clearly and communicated boundaries. You know what's my favorite one? No. No. No is a clearly communicated boundary, all right? 
And we can learn a lot from our little two-year-olds and little three-year-olds because they got this one down. They are all about those boundaries. No, mine, no, mine. So we've addressed in um, the first boundaries episode, right? Boundaries is a form of self-care. Boundaries as a most radical form of self-care. They're how you love and respect yourself, how you love and respect others. And so since I had a whole episode dedicated to this topic, I'm not going to cover it too much in this episode. Um, That episode was called Embracing Boundaries as Radical Self-Care. So if that sounds like something that interests you and that you'd like to dive in deeper into, I invite you to check that out. I want to really encourage you to take some time out to reflect upon the boundaries that you see as examples in your life, in your relationships with others, and perhaps, perhaps you begin to question whether or not these cycles, these beliefs about boundaries that perhaps once held you, that once kept you safe and comfortable in what you thought you knew at the time. If you're beginning to see that these behaviors and these boundaries, that they are no longer serving you, and if you're ready to finally release yourself from their holds, well, it may be time to begin to think about some of your own personal journey and boundaries. Boundaries are the common ground and the very foundation of where our personal values, our beliefs, our sense of self, and our emotions, where they meet. And it's also where they clash. And so when our values, when our sense of self, and when our emotions clash, that discomfort, that's a call to action. That, my friends, is your cue. Something is off, something feels off, something doesn't fly, and that something needs to change, all right? And we can facilitate and support the changes that we need, the support that we need, as we develop and utilize some of these healthy boundaries, right? Some really sustainable boundaries. So I wanna really encourage you to give yourself permission to draw the line. Give yourself permission to say no and to say it with authority. Say it with confidence. Give yourself permission to enforce and to reinforce the boundaries that you set forth. I want to encourage you to trust that inner compass. Trust that innate knowing, that sense of what's right or wrong for you and your body. And allow it to lead you. And as we begin to release this idea that it's our responsibility to be what people expect of us. As we begin to release that, we give ourselves the permission to value and to listen to our own inner workings. And we'll be able to embrace ourselves and our own needs more fully. And we do this through the use of solid boundaries and through articulating our needs, okay? So the following scenarios, I've designed them to help you identify when a boundary has been challenged, when it's been crossed, when a boundary has been straight up violated. These scenarios are aimed to lead you to those situations in which a boundary is needed. And then I'm going to be providing some suggestions for how you could go about asserting that boundary, even if your work in boundaries is new. So these are just suggestions. And of course, above all else, please honor your own processes, honor your own inner compass, honor your own needs and own emotions, honor yourself above all else, okay? So keep that in mind as we get into it. Um, I want to make a point to say, pay special attention to repeating behaviors, to repeating scenarios, all right? Because this repetition, it indicates a clear pattern is established. And when we see these patterns, when we see them repeating, all right, when we see these behaviors repeating, well, that person is showing us 
over and over again exactly who they are. And it's up to us to use our discernment and to see that. It is up to us to use our discernment and to see people when they show themselves to you. Okay? So as you reflect upon your encounters, your interactions, your conversations with so-and-so, with whoever, fill in the blank, right? I want you to pay attention to how the encounter feels, how it feels afterwards, and how it feels when you recall it in your mind, okay? Because as much as we want to undermine how things feel, we're oftentimes dead on. Okay, so I want you to pay attention to repeated behaviors and patterns, repeated scenarios with people that feel degrading, all right, that feel condescending. Anything that feels belittling or controlling, well, it likely feels that way because it is, okay? So pay attention to scenarios that feel degrading, that feel condescending controlling, belittling. I also want you to pay attention to situations or repeated behaviors, any scenarios that feel contractual in nature. Anything that presents as any kind of ultimatum, whether that's spoken or unspoken, okay? Those situations, it's a clear indicator for manipulation, all right? So anything that feels contractual, anything that feels like an ultimatum, there's an undertone of manipulation there that you need to be paying attention to, okay? I also want you to pay attention to any repeated behaviors or scenarios that leave you feeling this need to downplay, this need to make excuses for your behaviors or re your reactions. Anything that leaves you feeling defensive, that leaves you feeling this need to explain or to over-explain your reasoning or your logic, okay? Pay attention to those. I also want you to pay attention to the repeated habits, the repeated scenarios and behaviors after your interactions that leave you feeling manipulated, okay? That leave you feeling manipulated, like you just got got, okay? Um, like when you recall it to somebody else, you need to reason away your feelings or how the experience went, you know? And then lastly, anything that makes you feel unsafe. Anything that makes you feel unsafe or anything that compromises your well-being, your physical well-being, your social well-being, your emotional well-being, any of it, okay? It's a clear indicator if something makes you feel unsafe that it's not safe for you, that it's not good for you, okay? So as you begin to reflect upon your encounters with others, reflect upon your relationships in your life, your relationships with your family, with your friends, your partners, your coworkers, do you feel heard? Do you feel valued? Do you feel safe? Do you feel like you can openly express your own needs and your boundaries? When you think about your boundaries with others and within your relationships, what comes up for you? So I wanna encourage you to maybe in your own time, reflect upon your journey and boundaries. 
all right? Really explore where you've been, where you find yourself now, and where you want to go from here. And as you begin to reflect upon the boundaries that you see as examples in your life, in your relationships, perhaps you begin to question whether or not these cycles, whether or not these beliefs about boundaries that once held you, that once kept you so comfortable and safe in what you believed at the time, if you're beginning to see that some of these beliefs and these behaviors are no longer serving you and you're ready to release yourself from their holds, well, now might be the time to start making that transition from thinking and reflecting upon your journey and boundaries to putting this work into practice, okay? So we're gonna do that today. And I've got some really tangible tools and techniques that I what to offer you that you can utilize in your own time. So if this work in boundaries is new to you, if this idea of setting a firm boundary, if it sounds harsh or aggressive, if it sounds intimidating or rude, all right? If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, well, you might be surprised to find that you already have been laying this groundwork and you've already been building a solid foundation of understanding and awareness that we can now root deeply into and grow from. If you haven't been listening, that's okay too. I'll be providing you with enough context to where you could just jump in, all right? So tools, reminders, techniques, and insights that I wanna encourage you to utilize in your own time, okay? Real support does not ever entail you sacrificing your own needs. Supporting another does not mean neglecting yourself. It does not mean compromising your sense of safety or your own needs in the process. And if people truly care for you, they will respect your boundaries even if they don't agree with them. And they will respect your boundaries especially once you reframe it as a firm boundary with or without reason. Your reason and your logic and your explanations, they aren't required, okay? Not respecting a firm boundary is a huge fucking red flag. Not respecting a firm boundary is a huge fucking red flag. I can't emphasize this enough, all right? If somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, they don't respect you, they don't respect your body, and the only people that do not respect you or your boundaries, the only people that challenge your boundaries and that continue to challenge your boundaries, they're the people that benefit from you not having any, okay? They're the people that benefit from your lack of boundaries in some way. If somebody does not respect your boundaries, let me assure you, it is a clear indicator that they are not your people. And that's okay. You aren't for everyone and that's okay. I'm not for everyone and that's okay. All right, so I want to say this again because I think it's super important, okay? Give yourself permission to say no. No is potent and powerful medicine. No is no is no is no. Consent in all of its forms is so valid, all right? No is a solid response. It's a complete and full sentence, all right? And no is enough. No is all you need to say. Um, sometimes I like to replace the word no with fuck off. It kind of works synonymously, but it does come off as a little bit more aggressive sometimes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So there's a quote that I want to share with you. And 
I can't pronounce her name correctly, and so I'm not going to try, but I will give her credit in my show notes, and her poetry is amazing. I highly recommend checking it out. So, Miss Wahid, she says, No is a necessary magic. No draws a circle around you with chalk and says, I have given enough. No is a necessary magic. No draws a circle around you with chalk and says, I have given enough. Isn't that beautiful? All right, so no is potent medicine. No is a complete answer and a whole sentence. Another offering I want to remind you of, taking space, asking for the space that you need. Okay, I wanna remind you that it's always okay to take any space that you need at any given time in any given situation, okay? Remember in the last episode where I gave you all those fun real-life examples of when I asserted a firm and solid load boundary and then I got hung up on? You know what else I got? I got the very space that I was asking for, okay? And you don't have to go about it the way that I did, all right? Simply saying something like, I need space. I need space to cool off. I need space to think. I need space to hear myself clearly, all right? I need space without any explanations no matter the reason. It is always perfectly acceptable and valid to just simply ask for space. I also want to remind you that it's also okay to love people from a safe distance. It's okay to take the space that you need for them. It's okay to cut ties with little to no explanation. All right? It is okay to ghost who you need to ghost in order to preserve yourself. All right? And you don't owe anyone shit. You have no obligation to tiptoe around anybody's emotional outbursts. You have no obligation to tiptoe around anybody's discomfort. You have no obligation to provide anybody with the bullshit closure that they think that they need, okay? You are not obligated to maintain people's expectations of you, and you don't have to. It's okay to do what you need to do for you to be okay in any given situation at any given time. And so I want to encourage you again to listen to yourself and to give yourself what you need. All right. And so sometimes that might be physical space, right? Um, Also, if you have a supportive friend that's willing to hold space for you and that can encourage you and support you the way that you need as you're processing this new work and boundaries, well, then I encourage you to seek out the support that you need as you need it, if you have it, okay? If that's something that you feel open to or comfortable with, I want to encourage you to reach out. Um, adding to that also, if you feel comfortable or open to working with a mental health provider, okay, working with a mental health professional, that kind of support can also be super helpful in guiding you and supporting you through this kind of work, okay? Um, Another tool that I want to offer you, communicate your discomfort. So this one can take many forms, and if boundaries are completely new to you, then I want to suggest by first beginning to communicate your discomfort that you begin by clearly identifying and acknowledging your own feelings, your own feelings of discomfort to yourself, okay? 
So as you acknowledge and communicate your feelings and your discomfort, you can begin to see where that inner compass is pointing. So begin by communicating clearly and honestly with yourself. And maybe you write about this, maybe you process it a bit in your own time by journaling, okay? Or even by taking some active space, some active time to recall it, to play it out in your mind. And maybe you're like me, I like to do this in the shower. Um, something about that hot water just pounding on your head kind of helps with this kind of processing. All right, so if you're already comfortable with identify the feeling, if you're already comfortable with communicating that discomfort to yourself, and if you'd like to take this one a step further, well, you can begin by clearly communicating your feelings of discomfort to the other person involved, okay? You could say something like, please don't do that. It made me feel uncomfortable. Or you could say something like, I don't like it when you speak to me like that or I'm not comfortable with fill in the blank, right? You could say something like, I can't talk to you when you're yelling, all right? Clear, concise, spoken boundaries, all right? And the important thing to remember with this one is that your tone needs to match with what you're trying to say for it to be the most effective, for people to understand that you are serious in meeting this need. You're serious about getting what you're asking for, right? So without the correct tone, um, this can be misconstrued. This can be misinterpreted. If you, for example, try to voice a, a really assertive boundary, but if you do it in a mocking tone, if you do it kind of jokingly or with a hint of sarcasm, right? It's not going to translate. Okay. Another tool I want to provide you with your own accountability, okay? When you take ownership, when you own your shit, all of it, especially your emotional shit, okay? And when you know, when you discern clearly between what is yours to carry and what isn't, right? That's how you own your shit. So I really broke this down super thoroughly in the last episode for you. Um, that one was called Boundaries. Those aren't your bags, baby. And in that episode, I kind of clearly broke down for you what are your bags to carry? What are you responsible for at a bare minimum, okay? On a personal level, what are you responsible for? And what bags might you be picking up that aren't yours to carry, that aren't yours to hold, you know? So if you need to reference that episode, I invite you to do so. And yes, moving on. All right, discernment. I talk about this one a lot, and I do that because it's super important, right? And we're trying to cultivate that sense of discernment, that sense of trust and knowingness in ourselves and in our actions, right? So it's up to you to recognize your own needs, and it's up to you to meet them. And you have every right to do so. It is up to you to use your own discernment in how you meet those needs. And so sometimes that might be a discussion. Sometimes that might be the need for a really firm boundary. Sometimes you may see that you need space. You need room to clear your head, room to collect your thoughts, all right? And sometimes that discernment may include a need to detach, a need to detach from the person or the situation when you realize that your efforts are wasted. 
So it's up to you to use your discernment and to determine and to understand what you are responsible for and what you aren't responsible for. It's up to you to use that discernment to prioritize your own inner needs, to prioritize how and where you spend your time and energy. And it's up to you to use your own sense of discernment to be clear about what you say yes to, what you accept and what you willingly take on. And where you draw that line, where you say no, no, I've given enough, right? So if somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, it's important for you to recognize that. And it's important for you to use your discernment to understand a lost cause when it presents itself. It's a sometimes painful, but overall just really important lesson in discernment, okay? As you're doing this work, I invite you to take a personal inventory. Take a personal inventory of your frustrations, of your disappointments. Take a personal inventory and pay particular attention to your resentments, okay? So when we look at our disappointments, when we look at our frustrations and our resentments, well, looking at these often leads us right to the expectations that we may not have even been aware that we're holding on to, all right? So as you reflect upon these situations of frustration, of disappointment, and of resentment, perhaps you ask yourself, how do you handle conflict with others? Or how do you avoid conflict with others? All right? And as you replay the resentments or the frustrations in your head long after the fact, right? Perhaps you begin to look at your imaginary responses. And perhaps as you look at those imaginary responses, Maybe you begin to ask yourself, how do they differ? When you consider this dynamic with the other, how do you find yourself responding? And how do you wish that you had responded? And so maybe you take some time to, to journal about this and to really reflect upon this in your own time, okay? And then building upon this one and building upon that concept of, um, replaying or reenacting frustrations in your head, right? With your imaginary responses. Building upon that, maybe you practice saying what you wish you had said. Maybe that looks like you practicing to stand up for yourself and what that might look like. And this kind of role play, you know, it might feel a little silly at first, but practicing helps to prepare you for when the situation presents again. Okay, and if you aren't comfortable practicing how you wish you had responded differently, you know, that's okay too. Um, all of these, like I said, are optional, are purely suggestive. So it's very much on the basis of take what you need and leave the rest, right? All right, so building upon this context, building upon all this work and boundaries, Okay, I'm in the process now of wrapping up a boundaries toolkit. And so that'll be exclusively available on my Patreon and to my patron subscribers on there. So included in that, there'll be some exercises to support you and your work in boundaries, along with more journal prompts, extra episodes, tools, resources, 
um, and even a couple of bonus meditations so that you can explore this radical work and boundaries and self-awareness a bit deeper in your own time, right? So if that's something that interests you, I invite you to keep a lookout for that, right? And I encourage you to really reflect upon your relationships, really reflect upon your friendships and your life as you begin to think about the boundaries that you have or the boundaries that you wish you had, okay? And I want to really encourage you to pay attention to how people, how they respond to your boundaries, okay? There is vital information in how people react and how they respond to your boundaries. And it's really up to you to pay attention because if somebody doesn't respect you, they don't respect your boundaries, all right? And when they don't respect your boundaries, it becomes very clear that they don't respect you. So if somebody is repeatedly violating your boundaries, if that pattern of disrespect is well established, if you find yourself maybe excusing the behavior, like, oh, that's just so-and-so and they're just like that, well, then maybe some gentle discernment may be required, okay? so. I cannot emphasize enough. People treat you exactly how you allow them to treat you. And it's your responsibility to pay attention to how people treat you and to pay attention to how people respond to you and your boundaries, okay? It's your responsibility to see people when they show themselves to you. And sometimes we have this tendency to focus on their potential we focus on what we believe that they're capable of rather than what they are showing us, what they are showing us over and over again through their repeated actions, through their habitual patterns and actions, right? And I think a lot of us struggle with this concept because we want to see the good in people, right? And so sometimes we overly focus on the apologies. We overly focus on their words and what they tell us. And we overly focus on what we presume to be their intentions, okay? Rather than what that individual is showing us. Sometimes we overly empathize and we find ourselves making presumed excuses for their behaviors, making excuses and rationalizations for their emotional outbursts. You know, we tell ourselves things like, oh, they're just busy. They're just really stressed out. Or maybe we tell ourselves, oh, they're just projecting their bullshit, you know? Um, we caught them at a bad time. And while, yes, sometimes that can be the case, the point that I want you to take away from this is it's not your responsibility to make those assumptions. It's not your responsibility to make excuses for other people's behaviors, okay? And in doing so, in attempting to make these explanations and these assumptions, we are actually enabling their behavior and we are encouraging it. We are asking for more of it and we are excusing it. And in doing so, we are denying them the opportunity for them themselves to be accountable for their actions, to be accountable for themselves. Does that make sense? So when you think about your boundaries with others, when you think about how the other person involved, how they receive and respond to your boundaries, I ask you to really pay attention and to really practice using that sense of discernment here, you know? Do they meet your boundaries as a challenge, as something to be overcome and pushed up against? 
Are your boundaries met with frustration or anger or blame or hostility? Okay? When you put up a firm boundary, does the other party voice their disappointment? Or maybe they even guilt trip you. When you put up a boundary, do they approach them like they're negotiable, right? Responding defensively, they try to talk you out of them, right? Like it's something to be negotiated. How do you find yourself responding? Are you responding defensively? Are you downplaying your reactions? Are you minimizing your reactions? Pay attention to how people respond to your boundaries. I want you to pay attention to both what's said and what's unspoken. And I really want you to pay attention to how you feel afterwards, how you feel when you recall that encounter, okay? Do you feel drained? Do you feel wiped out? Do you feel like you've been throwing your head against a brick wall, right? Do you feel defeated? Do you feel resentful or like you've wasted your time and efforts? Or do you feel heard? Do you feel valued? Do you feel supported? Do you feel like you're going to have this discussion about boundaries more than this one time, right? So ask yourself these questions and be gentle with the input that you receive, okay? Because this input, it provides you with the valuable insights that you need to determine how to proceed further. All right, so keep these questions in mind when you find yourself dealing with your boundaries with others. So there are going to be certain cases in which trying to establish a new boundary, trying to establish a new boundary, it's going to be challenging, all right? And we can anticipate those challenges, all right? So there are going to be times where establishing a new boundary in an old relationship, it's going to be hard, all right? And so we can anticipate that it's going to be met with some of that discomfort, some of that friction, some of those growing pains, as I like to call them. And then there are always going to be exceptions, right? So we're going to speak a little bit about some of these more challenging circumstances and how to go about navigating them. All right? So asserting a new boundary in a old relationship, in a relationship that is well-established in a lack of boundaries, okay? It's going to be a challenge. It is always going to be a challenge. There is going to be just a natural adjustment period because you're very clearly changing the dynamic of that relationship. You're changing the rules of the game midway through. And while this is okay, this is absolutely fine, it's just important to know that it does present with some challenges. It does present with some frictions, okay? Some of those growing pains. And it most certainly takes time. There is a period of adjustment, just like any other growth period. So a little patience and a little perseverance will most certainly be required, okay? It's hard for people that have seen you a certain way their whole lives and trying to get them to see you differently, trying to put up that firm boundary, all right? It's hard because people want to cling to what they know. And this element of cognitive dissonance comes up again, right? And so when we're aware of this, we can anticipate the challenges that arise. And then when that discomfort, when that friction, when those growing pains present, 
It won't be so shocking. It won't be so discouraging. We will know about them and anticipate them. And so when it comes up, it won't feel like, oh shit, I did something wrong. Fuck, I don't know what I'm doing about this boundary shit. So just keep that in mind as we proceed. All right? The other point I want to make. All right, so there are going to be times when the boundaries that you set and the boundaries that you try to enforce, when they just aren't respected and when they are going to continue to be challenged, okay? So some people just aren't going to respect you or your boundaries. Some people are going to blatantly refuse. Some people are going to see your boundaries as a test, as a challenge to be overcome. Some people are literally going to get off on your sensations of discomfort and when you try to set a boundary, okay? Some people are going to try to approach your firm boundaries as negotiable, as malleable, as open for discussion, okay? So there are going to be people that straight up just don't respond no matter how hard you try. There are going to be people that you can't reach, And there are going to be people that blatantly disregard and that challenge your boundaries. And this is super important to discuss because there are always going to be these exceptions. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule. And this work in boundaries, it's no exception to that, right? So I hope that by discussing this and that by sharing about this a bit, that that it softens the blow for when those situations present. Because they can feel disheartening, okay? It can feel discouraging. And sometimes we do fall into those old thought patterns, those old behaviors. And we may begin to think, what did we do wrong, right? In trying to set a boundary that was not accepted. So here's the thing. In these circumstances, when this happens, and when someone is blatantly disrespecting you or disrespecting your boundaries, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to develop And for you to foster that sense of discernment, that sense of discernment we've been talking about. It's an opportunity for you to honor yourself and for you to listen to that inner compass we've been talking about. It's an opportunity for you to put your own internal validation into practice, like we've been talking about, right? So... You know how I like to talk about that lens of perception and that concept of meeting people where they are? Well, sometimes in meeting people where they are, sometimes in seeing people for who they are and how they are, sometimes we need to just leave them there, okay? I know that that might sound harsh or it might sound mean, but it's not your job to save everyone, okay? And sometimes we need to exercise our own use of our own discernment. And sometimes as we meet people where they are, we have to leave them there, okay? You can't force somebody to learn and to grow with you. And oftentimes when we do this kind of work on ourselves, when we draw this kind of awareness to our lives and to our processes, well, we begin to see the situations that we've outgrown. We begin to see the relationships and the people that we've outgrown, and that's okay. Not everyone is for us, and that is okay. 
Sometimes our closest relationships, they shift and they change and that's okay. Sometimes people drift in and out of our lives and that's okay. Sometimes we grow apart for a while and then we reconnect and we pick right up exactly where we ended from years later like there was no space in between and that's okay irregardless of where you find yourself your experience is valid and you have a right to not only feel your feelings but to express them and to feel safe in doing so so I'm going to be discussing some of these challenges that often arise in this boundaries work. I'm going to be discussing this further in a bonus podcast episode that will be exclusively available to my patrons on Patreon. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm in the process of wrapping up a boundaries toolkit that'll be available on my Patreon and to my subscribers there. And included in that will be toolkits, bonus materials, journal prompts, resources, extra episodes, bonus meditations, all kinds of fun stuff, okay? So if that's something that interests you, and if you'd like to support me in this work that I've been doing here, I invite you to keep a lookout for that, all right? So I know that today's episode was long, and I gave you a lot to consider today. So I want to encourage you to offer yourself some grace. Give yourself some gentle time to process and to digest this new information. And I encourage you to maybe take some time out for yourself to reflect and to contemplate a bit of this material on your own time, right? So I really hope that today's episode that I challenged you to reflect upon some of your pre-existing beliefs, all right? Some of your pre-existing beliefs about boundaries and how you interact with others in your relationships. And I hope that this discussion, that it encourages you to maybe re-examine and reevaluate some of the beliefs that you hold, all right? So this may include some reflection and maybe even a bit of unlearning and relearning, okay? This kind of work in radical self-awareness, in self-reflection, and in boundaries, it's hard work. It's challenging work to look at these uncomfortable parts of our experience, okay? And to look at them closely, right? It's hard work. So I want to encourage you to give yourself some grace. Give yourself some patience, okay? Even attempting to do this hard work is progress. But I want to also assure you that this work with boundaries, this kind of work in self-advocacy, radical self-awareness, right? It's like a muscle. And so the more you practice it, the more you use it, the stronger it gets and the easier it becomes to implement and to utilize. All right? So I am so grateful to have had this time to share with you a bit today, and I really hope that this episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast, that it resonates with you. And I hope that there is at least one thing that you could take away from this episode and perhaps ponder on your own time. I am so very grateful, so very grateful that our paths crossed when they did, because this work, this life, this work and boundaries, it's fucking hard. All right, it's hard work. It's intentional work. And now that we found each other here, we don't have to do this hard work alone. 
So I really hope that this episode, that it served you in some way. And if it did, well, I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow. And if you find yourself maybe ready to dive in a bit deeper into your own journey through self-awareness and shadow work, well then, I invite you to keep a lookout for my upcoming Patreon campaign, which will be launching here shortly. The links are in my show notes, and I invite you to keep a lookout for the episode that corresponds with this one and that will be coming out next Wednesday. So until next time, this is Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. And I am here to remind you that there is power in your voice and that there is medicine in your story. Until next time.